the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Cheer 2 Leaders. I am Danny Smith alongside Ben South. And Ben, as always, it's great to be with you today for another episode. How are you doing? How's your late summer, early fall, back to school? How's it all going for you? We are doing well. Today is actually the first day of school for my kids. We do homeschool, but they are in a co-op. And so today was our first day of school when we're recording this. So I had to do a little bit of a different routine around the house this morning and getting the kids up and going. It was the first back to school with not going back to school for my son who graduated last year. So it's a little bit different, fewer kids in the back to school photo, but we shall join the masses of social media posts probably the next day or so with those back to school photos. Yeah, are you even back to school if you don't have those photos out there on Facebook? That's I would for have sure. never known school was starting back if it hadn't been Absolutely. for all the photos. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, we're we're still where we're at. Uh, our kids go back the day after Labor Day, so as of this recording, still about a week and a half, uh, two weeks away. So we're enjoying the last few minutes. But we did have that conversation, you know, that those days are just around the corner. We were thinking morning routine. And, uh, and you know, ministry-wise, uh, routine is really important. Uh, it's important to be able to, you know, kind of know where you're going to be at during the day. So uh, it's good to kind of get that rolling again and learning where you need to be, why you need to be there. You know, kind of like when we were in college and kind of like our sponsor of this episode. Yeah, there is a place you need to be at Central Baptist College. You need to go there. You need to work them into your schedule. If you are trying to finish up your degree if you started college and haven't quite finished that degree but you're not sure where to go cbc has a program with their pace program that can help you finish your college education or if you or haven't done your college education, or you know someone who needs a great school to go to, check out Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, cbc.edu. They're great friends of us, great friends of the podcast, and it's a great place to go. And so you need to add them to your schedule. So check them out today online at cbc.edu. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, thanks, CBC. We appreciate you. And, you know, Ben, today I thought maybe we would... uh... Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, so we thought we'd throw out this idea. Uh, well, let's tell them why, because we have no idea what we're talking about. That's right. So here's <laughs> a don't... little behind the scenes. Right, this is the behind the scenes that Ben and I jumped on today. Uh, we've already recorded once this week. It was a great idea, and we're like, hey, let's do another one tomorrow. And we both kind of stared at each other for a couple of minutes going, what to talk about? So as I know, I know we disappoint some of our listeners who thought we just are all put together. Uh, but, you know, life gets in the way of that sometimes. So, we yeah, so very, this is kind of we very rarely know what we're going to talk about beforehand. We just kind of shoot That's the right. hip and have a conversation. Right. So today exactly we're going right. to talk about what do you say so today? What do you say when you don't know what to say? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you need to be there you know you need to say something and listen this happens really all the time in ministry i can remember one time uh a family came into my office at the church that i was at and as a husband and a wife and the wife began to 
just kind of share some of the things going on. And Ben, it was one of those moments I had nothing to say. It was kind of a stretch of about five or six months, really over the course of the last year that she had lost a mom, a sibling. She had lost some co-workers. It was just this really tough stretch. And, you know, we want to be prepared to always have something, uh, you know, some words of wisdom for people. And then sometimes it's like, I don't know what to say, or should I say anything at all? And so our silence today kind of brought this subject up. So uh, I'm sure you've had situations like that where somebody shared something or you were just around someone and you thought, I don't know what to say, or should I say anything at all? Yeah, especially in ministry, I would say those situations where you don't know what to say the most, a lot of times those are going to happen around a tragedy when something just all of a sudden or horrific in the life of one of your church members has occurred and you just really don't know what to say. I mean, you can go off with some of your biblical platitudes or quoting scriptures or, you know, quoting some of these promises of God, but in that moment, while all those things are true and helpful and good, in that moment, it's just not what they need to hear or want to hear. It's like, is it sounding kind of trite in me saying this even right now? It's just like, oh, that's the seminary answer. And there are those moments in ministry when you just don't know what to say and anything you say, it just sounds planned or rehearsed. And I think sometimes instead of launching off into that sermon or that idea, we just need to be careful and maybe just not say anything. And I think in ministry, there are times when just your presence is enough. You don't have to have a word. You don't have to give those encouraging words every time you're there. Just be there sometimes. And your presence encourages them and lets them know that others are there and care. And that's, at that moment, maybe all they really can handle, all they can uh, absorb, and what they really need. Yeah, you know, several years ago, my dad passed away very suddenly, uh, well, seven years ago now. And, and, and I told people, that I was pastoring, I'd already been a pastor on staff at a church, you know, for many, many years prior to his passing, but walking through that at a personal level, as opposed to being a guy doing the funeral or just being a church staff member showing up to a funeral home, when you're on the receiving end of people's words, they really begin to take on a different significance, especially when those words are ill-timed or uh, you know, ill expressed in some way. And I remember thinking, you know, no one really has to say anything right now. We all know what we're feeling. And, uh, you know, for me, it really kind of helped me understand from, from the other side there of what it's like when there's a tragic sudden loss to try to be comforted in that. Uh, yeah. So I think you're right that, that not having something prepackaged, preplanned because, Yes, what we believe is absolutely true. Convictionally, we believe that the words of Scripture are our great comfort, the Spirit of God using His people to comfort others. But sometimes in that silence, uh, and I, I was, one of the things I remember vividly was standing in this kind of receiving line at the funeral home, looking up and just seeing some church members who made the five-hour drive over, and all they did was hug us, and they cried. And it was, it was everything, you know, honestly— 
that stood out more than anything because they didn't feel like they had to say something in those moments. And that is hard in ministry because I think sometimes we think, Ooh, I got to have something to say. I've got to give meaning to this moment, but that's not always what we need to do. And for those of us who are ministers, who are trained in public speaking or preaching, we don't like for there to be silence. We don't like for there to be this lull in the conversation. We are constantly feeling like we need to make sure that there's a word being said. And, and it makes us uncomfortable at times. I've often joked about at church, is like when you say, let's have a, a minute of silent prayer. And if you count it, it's usually about 10 seconds because the silence makes us uncomfortable and it's awkward. But I think part of ministry is learning to embrace those quiet, silent, awkward moments and letting the, the, the fullness of the lack of words fill the space. Um, and like you said, just that presence, that said more than any words could have done. And that's what we need to know, that just our presence there sometimes is all they need. So we don't have to lead them in a discussion. We don't have to get them making decisions. We don't have, sometimes you just need to sit and let the moment be the moment. Um, so I think that's one of those things we have to guard ourselves. We, especially those of us who are speakers and public and teachers and preachers and leading, we feel like, okay, they need us to come do something. No, sometimes they don't. And we need to, I guess, get over ourselves that they need us in this moment, but just be there. And so, especially in those moments of tragedy, sometimes you just need to sit in the corner and be there in case they need you. Sometimes you just need to sit on the couch and cry in the room with them, hug them with they need a hug, but you don't have to preach to them every time you're around, especially. And I think there's another opportunity for this as well. When, if you go into hospitals and do those kind of visits, that sometimes you don't have to say a lot. You don't have to have a long conversation. It doesn't even have to be a long visit, but you don't have to have that long conversation. And, and sometimes if you keep talking, it can get you into more trouble than you thought you were going to get going into it anyway. Yeah, and you know, I wonder, Ben, if sometimes at that second chair level, when maybe there's not as many hospital visits, maybe there's not as many at the funeral home moments, I wonder if even for that chair to leader, um, just remembering that, because I think sometimes, you know, this is going to be a really silly phrase, because I don't think it necessarily reflects um, the way ministry dynamics are today, maybe in some places. Um, I remember when I was a youth minister 20 years ago, I just didn't do, I, I didn't do hospital visits. Not that I didn't want to, it's just, it wasn't expected of me. Our pastor kind of handled all that, but I'll never forget, you know, he called me one day and said, Hey, I've got to be at a school function for the kids. I need you to go see this person in the hospital. Oh, by the way, this person's dying. And so it was, it's almost like getting a call to the major leagues. You know, I want to call my parents like, guys, Hey, I'm actually doing real ministry, you know, <laughs> You know, tune in at seven ten tonight for first pitch, you know, and and so I don't think that dynamic necessarily exists anymore. But I think what you're alluding to is really good because this idea that we got to get over ourselves sometimes with more training, with more integrated ministry in churches happening these days, we do have to remember that. Listen, the presence and and I think if I could distill what you said there about the hospital visits, even the brevity of those visits. Just making sure that that we are able to 
really incorporate that into our rhythm for being around people and helping people. And, and, and something that, that kind of sparked a thought when you were talking as well is this idea that when you are at the funeral home, you are at the hospital, you are at somebody's home, or maybe you're just sitting in the foyer one Sunday after church and somebody tells you these things and you don't know what to say or do. I think in some of those situations, it's being able to take an interest in the people in these people's lives, you know, uh, so for example, you go to a hospital and you realize, okay, I don't want to ask what's wrong with them, right? <laughs> Why are you in here? You know, and are you going to go home? You know, you're going to make it out, right? We don't want to ask those kind of silly questions, but sometimes it's just a matter of going, Hey, how's your son Ben doing over in Conway? How's, how's he? And it encourages them and it lets them kind of control the conversation. Um, so sometimes it's not just presence and brevity. Sometimes it's just really some pointed questions that are very generic, but are very encouraging as well, where you can ask the question and then you can listen. Yeah, I think one tip I would say on those is when you are doing those kind of visits or um, going in to see a family, you don't know everything they might have just found out. They might have gotten a great report from the doctor. They're going home this afternoon, but they might have also found out, hey, there's something very serious that may be life-threatening. So when I ask those questions at the hospital, a lot of times I'll go in and just be very vague in general. It will be something like, you know, okay, what's the doctor saying? What have you found out? Have you found out something different since we talked last? What's, what's the story today? Instead of, are you going home this afternoon? Well, if they just found out they're not there, they're not going home. They're going to be there for several more days, and it looks very serious. You don't want to just, just kind of bring all the emotion of, no, I'm not going home when they thought they were or vice versa. So uh, go in just some general questions and really they don't aren't always wanting just to go through their list of all the problems and things they're dealing with in the hospital. They just want to know that you care. And so you don't have to know all the information that's going on with everybody and all their personal details as medical or family and crises and you know we've had some families who've had crises and some circumstances and we're Tra tragic deaths and you don't go in and ask all the details they'll share those if and when they they want to same in the hospital they'll share them when they want to if they want to and we don't have to know all of those things in order to be present to order to minister and to be the hands and feet of jesus to those people that's a good word yeah i, I think you're absolutely right and you know, sometimes our, our role as pastors is, as we're around people, is to really try to have that calmness and that disposition so that if a need rises up, you're available to help meet it. You're not peppering them questions like, you need me to cut your grass? You need me to go clean out your refrigerator? What do you need me to do? Because sometimes in those moments, they don't know. Yeah, that presence and being around them, being very vague in those questions, but just being willing to say, I am here and I'm, I'm willing to, to be what you need me to be in these moments so that you can be comforted and that I can also encourage others to know how to encourage you and to help you as well. And so, yeah, I think the, the idea that we don't always know what to say is not a bad thing. And I think it reminds us that ultimately, you know, these are the people of God that we have a stewardship with. And that, that we're trusting in these moments that the Spirit of God is going to be at work using your presence, using your, your, your brevity, so to speak, in those moments for his glory, for their good. And, you know, one thing I, I try to do is, uh, 
I don't know, Ben, have you ever been around like other ministers? May I know you guys do like a pastor's breakfast and stuff like that. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again here that sometimes I'm around the group of like other ministers and everything they say just sounds so profound and like really good. And I'm thinking, I am not going to say a word, you know, and, and a lot of that's built up in our own minds. But I think in this case, where we go, you know what? I don't have to be profound. I don't have to be witty. I don't have to be the the wise sage here. I just need to be a pastor who loves his people. What whatever chair I'm in, to encourage them to know that even though this is really awful right now, the Lord is with you, he's for you, and he's not against you. Yeah, that's good. I think there's you've all been around the people who, when you're around them, it's like it doesn't matter the circumstance, the situation, or where they are they have to say something. They've always got to have a word or the last word. We all know those kind of people. And it's like when you were talking just a second ago, I was reminded of the old adage is like, you know, better to be silent and thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. So sometimes we've just got to learn to keep our mouth shut. And Proverbs talks about a word fitly spoken. And there are times we need to speak. I think there might be some times that we, a word fitly unspoken, that it's right for us just to not speak sometimes and just keep it quiet we don't have to always insert ourselves in and just be there so i think there is that ministry of just presence of just being with them you don't have to talk and you're okay not talking and you don't feel like you have to be giving a spiritual lesson every time you're around people yeah and it'll make it when the word fitly spoken is a benefit when we are walking in the spirit in wisdom when that word needs to be spoken, then it will be fit and it will be a benefit instead of just another word that you have said to add to the plethora of things. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a challenge because, again, you know, we feel defeated. We get back in the car. We think, oh, my goodness, boy, I blew that. No, just trust that the Lord's going to use it. Be available. Be helpful. And, uh, and know that God is working in and through those things. That's right. So this week, go speak words when they need to be spoken, but sometimes just keep your mouth shut. Thanks for listening in to Chair 2 Leaders this week. Glad you joined us. Make sure you like and follow wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.